Wait, shit. All right, welcome in, friends. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, couchguysports.com, on iTunes, on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, everywhere. Don't forget YouTube, Twitch for the uh, the network, as well as all the written content, couchguysports.com, all the other podcasts. Um, this is, again, episode 211, 211. Take away the two, it's the Clay Buckholz episode. Ew. Gross. You, know, Don't ever you say ew about Clay Buckholz? Why? Because he stunk. He was so he threw no hitter here. He was so good here. He was fine. Wow, that wow, great. You, you throw so you throw one no hitter, and that's your definition for excellence as a pitcher. He was fine at the end. He was bad, yeah, but he was he had a good career here. So so, Hide, so Hideo Nomo was good too. Was like sure. really good. No, but it, it, you, uh, you, 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 it's a whole different conversation. We could talk yeah. two hours on Clay Buckles. That's an into the triangle conversation. We'll talk. Maybe we can talk about that Friday into the triangle podcast. That'd be kind of fun. New episode recording this week. Uh, Al. You know what's Jay. coming, though, before we even talk about anything sports-related. And, and we had a lot to talk about, too, by the way, because, you know, we haven't been on a couple weeks. Last week, our schedules both conflicted. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It happens. But other than us talking, you know, Julio Jones, you know, Mac Jones becoming the starting quarterback, some other news around, around Boston sports, summer's coming now. Are you talking about uh, escaping of the man by any chance? Are you, ready, are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Al? No, no, but tell me more. Well, I want to hear about how it can look a little bit better, like 1% better. I think you're lying because I know you are, and you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes, of course, Al, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0 people. Compliment your dad bod or six-pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining, guys, and calling, calling your family name fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot, guy summer by going to manscaped.com 20 percent off and free shipping guys with the code of course it's couch guy 20 it's been the code we've been preaching guys summer's in six days from as recording you got to do it couch guy 20 um i will tell you this there have been times where i've walked across the beach during the summer guys i'm a hairy guy i cover it up very well on the video version of the podcast i'm a i'm a hairy bastard (laughs) and i will tell you before I used the Manscaped, all the additions we've got, because we've gotten a few of the trimmers. I didn't, I, I just kind of avoided shaving. I didn't really know the best way to do it. Um, I got some looks. Thankfully, Laura loves me for who I am, but got some looks. It's kind of embarrassing walking down the beach with a crap ton of hair. You become that guy that you ever seen like a banana hammock where you're like, oh God, like that's a lot of hair and no bathing suit. Like I'm almost that guy minus the banana hammock. Ew. It's really bad. Yeah. Thanks for, the, thanks for the visual. I'm glad I can give that to you. So Thank with you. Manscaped, it's so much better. I, I make sure I shave. They have like the adjustable sizes with the new 4.0 so I can like trim it up. So now I can wear a bathing suit, take my shirt off, run through the lake, the beach, do a little, do a little uh, what's it called? What's the show? Oh, Baywatch. Yeah, there you go. A little, little Baywatch. A little Baywatch action. It's great. Um, and guys, it's, it's really time to bundle up with the pack, performance package 4.0. Guys, inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crucial, crop, Preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, a clay biome, and of course, a travel bag to hold all your goodies. First off, the new performance package includes the new lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and I dare I say the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, I said it. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. New multi-function on-off switch that can engage travel lock and 
gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave. Did I mention the trimmer is waterproof too? Guys, you could shave at the beach if you wanted to. Bring it into the water, go crazy. If you're by yourself in the lake, go for it. In the shower or in the wild and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball for though. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? Yeah, I'm talking to you, Al. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker, of course, it's also waterproof. It uses a 9,000 RPM motor. Powerful. And it's got a 360-degree rotary dual blade system. Nose and ear trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology. I hate that word. Which helps prevent nicks, snags, tugs, and those delicate holes. Al, you know what I'm talking about. Guys, seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations before heading outside. Use the Crop Preserver Ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then, after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use the Crop Reviver. Guys, I'm talking about your testes. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Brag bring your comfort and boxers to a whole nother level. Guys, get 20% off free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping with the code CouchGuy20 at Manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer, boys, and with Shine with Manscaped. Do it. Also, also smell good with their newly refined cologne, too. That's just like the perfect touch at the end after you do all your shaving, of course. Guys, I'm telling you, don't be like me with all the hair before Manscaped. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Get it going. I'm better now. I don't, I, I'm good now. I don't, I don't travel with that much hair. I mean, there's hair. You don't want to get rid of all of it. There's some... Some identity thing here between me and my, my chest hair. But, like, you don't want all of it. It comes a jungle real quick. Couch Guy 20. Get yourself the performance package. 4.0 is great out. I love it. It's so much better than the 3. And the 3 was great. I love the 3. I couldn't preach more about the 3. It's even lighter. It feels good in the hands. And, again, it's waterproof. So, go in the ocean and shave. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Just make sure you shave. Four does, the 4 does the job. A lot more 4, four does the job. If they ever come out with a 5L, which I'm assuming they will at some point, I'm assuming that thing's taking me to, like, Mars. I'd hope so. Because be I don't fun. know what else. I don't know what else this thing can do on the planet Earth. It's got to be taking me to Mars. We'll we'll test that theory once it comes out. We'll Shout strap you. We'll strap you on a rocket ship and we'll have you go and see how you do. Right. I mean, let's do it. Right, we, to Mars. Got, we we got to put your we got to put a helmet on you too so that you can actually breathe. Because we yes, don't. No, breathing is important in space yes. travel. Yes. Yes. Well, so. bre- well, Jared, breathing's important in general, but yes, yeah. especially for space exploration. Where you're going up into a different atmosphere. It's just, no oxygen up there, Al, if you didn't know. No oxygen up in space. I did know that, believe it or not. I had to know gotta, that this year. Gotta, gotta not keep, for gotta, next year. Got to keep your space balls clean. Right <laughs> now. There you go. Hey, remember, oh, we, we have younger fans that watch this, so we got to be careful. Basketballs, baseballs, you know, all sporting event balls. You need to be keep clean. There you, there go. you go. Perfect. Ready to go. Cover, good cover up. Hey. Oh, you know what I wanted to do, too, speaking of all that? I want to shout out Al's, I guess, former class now, right? You're done. Yeah. Kids, I got kids a te- are out Friday. I got a text from Al. <laughs> I don't even know what time this was. Middle of the day. Clearly, you're still at school. Last day of school. It was. Hey, my kids say hello. They want to FaceTime you. What? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know me. I appreciate <laughs> you all listening. <laughs> do, do you want the, the very quick backstory by that? I, now I do. Yes. I and mean, people have to hear it now. They so my students don't believe that I have friends. I know it's very hard for me to believe too at times. Now there is video evidence of this. Sure, there is. That's the thing. I think your kids know how to find a YouTube channel. They do. That's the whole problem. They don't care about doing their homework. I shouldn't say that because my kids were good with homework. But 
they, they get bored with homework, but they don't get bored with creeping on their teacher with what he likes to do outside of school. And, right. then, he, and then they're like, oh, Mr. Nahigian, we found this uh, Couch Guy podcast with this guy, Jared. Can we FaceTime him? I'm like, you know what? I know the answer's no. You know the answer's no, but let's just do it anyway. So I'm like, hey, buddy, you want to FaceTime real quick and just say hi to my class? What if I said yes? What if I said yes? I would have put you on FaceTime. <laughs> that would have been fantastic they would have been like they would have like gone up to the the facetime it would have been like hi and then went away that's probably what how, they how great is that just phenomenal if, uh, if you're all listening don't forget subscribe to the twitch channel our youtube channel if you're not already uh make sure you support all of mr nahigian's articles on couchguysports.com <laughs> to roll them anywhere you want if you guys are making tiktoks make out a tiktok star uh, all right yeah sports alan <laughs> yes yes jared let's get to the sports please um we have so, we have so many things we can talk about let's start with julio jones member of the tennessee titans not a patriot boy are they gonna be good this year not shocked i'm mad i'm i kind of wish the patriots did it but it sounds like from what we saw that they weren't really in on it nope they heard the calls and that's as far as it went julio jones now a tennessee titan wearing number Two? Two. Yep. Uh, A.J. Brown did not try to offer him up his number. He's, no, he's number 11. And Julio said, nope, you got it. It's yours. You're going to wear that until you retire. I'm going to wear a new number. Great. Tennessee Titans are going to be a wagon. They're probably going to win the AFC South this year. They're probably I – had, I had the Colts winning it because I thought the addition of Carson Wentz would help. Now you add Julio Jones to an offense that already has Ryan Tannehill that's playing well in their system. Derrick Henry, who's arguably the best running back in the league. A.J. Brown, up-and-coming wide receiver. Now you have Julio on the other side. And this is a team that had John Smith, too, before he went to the Patriots. Remember if that. They can, if they can get any production out of their new tight ends, like any, th- they're you, solid. How do you stop them? Yeah, because, like, the tight ends are going to have Opie Ope. Like, if you double Julio, you're going to have A.J. Brown. If you double A.J. Brown, you're going to have Julio. Like, and they have other weapons, too. Like, I just don't know them because I'm not a Titans person. But, like, they have other weapons outside those guys. This team's good. And Tannehill's not a bad quarterback. Like, this team, Mike Vrabel just got a wagon at wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're talking about Jacoby Myers maybe being the wide receiver one of the Patriots still. Like, my goodness. And, and you know what the sad part is, is I think this has to even go back to the trade that the Patriots made before with the Falcons back in 2019 when they traded for Mohamed Sanu. Because yep. I think if they don't, believe it or not, conspiracy theory, I think if they don't make that trade in 2019, I think they have a much better chance of getting Julio th- this time around. Mm-hmm. again it, it's they made a mistake the first time and i know julio jones is much better than muhammad Sanu. we all can agree on that of course they didn't want to make that same mistake they didn't want to give nope. up that second round pick get a bust especially for a guy that's older that was injured last year or it was either last year or the year before but he's starting to slow down a little bit but now tennessee Kane's a great wide receiver and they're gonna win their division now it's gonna be i don't want to say it's gonna be easy but it's gonna be easier Mandatory mini camps around the league have started. We've seen Julio Jones pictures. Again, number two, Tennessee Titans. Remember that. He's on the Tennessee Titans for all you fancy guys, people out there. Tennessee Titans, new quarterback. Should put up some decent numbers this year, fantasy wise. I'm excited. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll stag him up in a fantasy draft. Who knows? First overall, Julio Jones. Let's do it. Um, Cam Newton. We'll get to him. We're going to get, actually, let's do this first. We're, we're going to get to the Cam Newton, Mac Jones thing. Um, we're going to talk about that. We know where you stand, Jared. It's okay. Oh, I know. And I'm going to point out evident, like this proof now that like, it, it's actually my blogging that people are watching. We're going to get to it. 
you have Patriots mini camp started. Mandatory high towers there. Set he vehemently saying he's not. He's playing. Stop asking me about retirement. I'm, I wouldn't be doing this here for free. Like I'm playing. Cool. Great. We all kind of thought that unless you're living under a rock that he's probably playing if he's there. Correct. Um, you have Jacoby Myers, who is apparently standing out and could realistically still be wide receiver number one, despite Aglor and Kendrick Bourne being added to this roster. Fine. I believe that. He knows the roster. He should stand out right now. If he's not, that's a problem. Uh, Hunter Henry has looked good. John o. Smith has been limited with some injury, nagging injury, but like he's been on and off the field. I'm not worried about that yet. It's summer. They're going to be precautious with that. Hunter Henry had a scare too. He had a little bit of a lower body scare. I think it was like his ankle or something, but he's, yep, he's but back now. Everyone seems to be fine. John o. Smith, just, I think they're playing it safe, which is fine. You play it safe in minicamp. Like it's not even camp yet. Um, Stefan Gilmore, Al, officially a holdout. Did not show up to camp. Uh, apparently has no plans of coming. The one interesting piece to this, and we know the story, guys. Like Stefan Gilmore has one year left on his deal for $7 million. Does not want to play for that $7 million. Don't blame him. He's worth more. Someone asked Devin McCourty about Stefan Gilmore not being there and, and what their thoughts were about having to fill the hole without him there. And he vehemently said, he's on this team. He's a very important piece of this team. I've been talking to him. When he comes back, he's going to slide right back into his spot. Reminder, Stefan Gilmore also is coming back from that injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they're going to use the injury as the cover-up here of why he's not there. Um, and players are going to – and I believe Devin McCourty that he's talking to him. I believe they still feel he's a part of the team because he is, right? He's not in the trade yet. Um, and, he, and he's hurt. So I think internally they're going to go, okay, well, he's hurt. He holds out. That's fine. He's going to get fined, right? And – we're going to move on and, figure, and prep these other guys. But if you're the Patriots, in this situation, you have to figure out how to pay Stephon Gilmore. You have the room. You have the cap space. You pay Stephon Gilmore. If he doesn't come to minicamp because he's hurt or if he comes and doesn't play, that's fine. Like, if he's hurt, I don't want him to rush it. But he's very important in this piece of this team. You have J.C. Jackson on a one-year deal, right, because you use the, um, the tenure on him. So he could be gone after this year. You don't know McCourty's future in the safety position there's some moving pieces behind Stefan Gilmore as of right now. Don't you want to lock something up back there? Like I know the Patriots have a very good track record of not giving third contracts to older players, but like besides Tom Brady, but Stefan Gilmore feels like you should probably pull the trigger and give him a little bit of an extension, especially now it's going to be a little cheaper. He's hurt. He's coming back from injury. It shouldn't cost you an arm and leg to pay the guy and you have the room to do it. And this is a guy that was a former defensive player of the year. I mean, this is recently. Exactly. This isn't a guy that, you know, this isn't a guy that like six, seven years ago was in his prime. Like he's still in his prime. Like obviously he was injured last year, but I think, I think the Patriots do. I agree with you. The Patriots do have to get something done here. Or if you're going to trade him, you better trade him sooner rather than later, because I would call up a team like Cleveland, see what they need because they're, they're a corner away from being a legitimate defense. And then maybe you pull off some blockbuster trade there, but otherwise get the guy paid. Because like you said, J.C. Jackson's here on a one-year deal. They might let him walk after the, after this year. You don't know. And then if you lost both Gilmore and Jackson, there goes your two star-studded corners, and you got to go back out and get a few other corners. Who's the backup cornerback right now anyway? Jalen Mills? Yeah, he's your third guy. Yeah, he's your third guy. And Jalen Mills, not bad. He's a, he's a hitter. He's a guy that finishes hits He's a second well. and third guy. He's a middle – he's a, he's a Patrick Chung type. Right. So that's the thing. Oh, no. So, okay. So that's the thing. You need one of the two guys there. It looks like J.C. Jackson's going to be the odd man out. 
especially if they only brought him back one year because of the, of the tenure cop of the um, the tender. Yep. You got to resign him. You have to give him a three year deal if you have to. Three four year deal, nothing crazy. You know, don't throw out the numbers. I would go for him. I might go. What do you what do you think is an appropriate contract for him at this? Point? Even if you, I'm happy if you double it. Give him fourteen. Call a day. Fourteen a year, even two years. Like give him fourteen a year. It's double what he's making. Two year contract. Say okay, you're hurt. You're not going to get much more than this. I'm going to give you a two year security. We'll, we we'll guarantee it. Right. I don't know much guarantee money is actually in football. And okay, you have this year and next year to earn one more big contract. And it might not come from us, but you're going to be on a decent defensive team that can shine what you're doing and you can get paid hopefully one more time. They, they need to give him a two-year deal and, and lock him in for a couple of years while they try to build behind him for the future. They do. And here's the thing. It's no, more, no more trading Stefan Gilmore. Like it's not an option anymore. No. So, and that's fine. So he, this is kind of what I'm thinking now, Jared. This 2021 Patriots team is starting to get the feels of like the 2001 Patriots team in the sense yeah. where – you have a very strong defense, a lot of veterans. Like, think of the veterans that they had on that 0-1 team. Brewski, Vrabel, McGinnis, Ty Law. Now think about the 2021 team. Donta Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Matthew Judon. The corners with Gilmore and Jackson when they're in there. Devin McCourty at safety. And think about the other pieces they have. A solid running game, solid offensive good line. Good special teams. You still have Slater. Very there. good special teams. Well, watch his face. Um... I don't know. I'm blank. The guy you brought to Baltimore a couple years ago is also a stud. Oh, special. um, I'm Justin, blank on his name. Justin, um, Bethel. Justin Bethel. Thank you. There we go. Yep. Team, teamwork makes the dream teamwork work. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> Justin Bethel. So you have all the pieces in place. You just need decent quarterback play. You don't need a plus quarterback play. Give me a C plus B minus B. I don't care if it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones, whoever's starting give it. It's probably going to be Cam Newton. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Give me a guy that's not going to turn the ball over, not going to make mistakes, and we'll, and, we'll, Cam Newton, and we'll keep you in football games. So the only, only and no matter, and for this point, wh- whoever the quarterback is, we'll get to that in a second. The only way you can make this feel more like the 2001 team is if whoever's the starting quarterback gets laid out during the year and the backup comes in. Like, that's the only way you can make this feel how, – how synonymous – you saw the pictures of, like, Mac Jones, Tom Brady, Patriot, like, picture, like, the combine pictures, right? Like, the naked photo pictures. Mm-hmm. Not shirtless, naked, same thing. We know, we know what you meant. How funny would it be if, like, a few games into the year – it's going to be the same time of the year. Just a few games of the year. Say Cam Newton's your starter in your weird scenario. He gets laid out, can't go back in the game, and then there comes Pudgy – Mac Jones running in like Tom Brady. They're gonna, you know, how many people are gonna meme the crap out of that next to Brady running into his first game at game action with the Patriots? It's gonna be phenomenal. Now look, we'll get into it. Mac Jones, he's gonna be your starter, guys. No, he's not. Guys, Cam Newton in spring cannot throw the ball. Have you seen the videos down on Twitter? I have seen. I know exactly. I know what video you're talking about. It's the exact same one. It's about. 30 seconds long, and they're both doing two passes each in the rain. I know exactly what video you're And they're very easy throws. A rookie can make them. He did. And Cam Newton is airmailing. His mechanics don't look better. It's the same crap he was pulling last year. And I think the only shot Cam Newton has at starting is because Kendrick Bourne loves him. Okay. Look, this is is the Mike Giardi tweet. You know, I I quote tweeted out and said, like, this is my proof. I wonder. This is Mike Giardi. Valid NFL guy. Yes. Yes. You agree. Blue check mark. 
white yeah. check mark on my phone because I go dark. Yes, he's yes, he's he's very he's verified. Underrated dark team. He's dark team. Cam Newton continues to struggle with accuracy during one seven-on-seven period. He overthrew Nelson Aguilar on a post, nearly getting picked by defensive back Jalen Mills. Then he overshot a wide-open Hunter Henry on a deep over and followed by skying one over K-Bourne on a comeback. Newton's best throw of the day came on a deep ball to Gunnar Olszewski, but in the immediate aftermath, it was clear uh, Joe Juwan Williams had blown his assignment, leaving Gunnar wide open. Nothing good from the day from Cam Newton, except the fact that we, we're going to let Mac Jones play. That's what I get from that. And it's not the, that's like one of a million things going on today, videos of Cam Newton overshooting wide open guys, Mac Jones coming in and hitting easy throws. He's doing what he's supposed to do in camp. All the guys are preaching up Mac Jones. Like he's coming in, he's being a born leader. He's figuring it out quickly. Like, you know, it's only camp, but I, I forget exactly who tweeted this one, but one said like, I know it's only spring, but based off what we've seen and the improvements he's made just so quickly over the week, he's got a real shot to take this starting job come camp, which is like a month and change away. So, so here's the thing too. Okay. There's one thing I want to say, and then I'll get into the actual like Cam Newton portion of this. I have something to say for all you Cam Newton lovers, Mac Jones lovers, like everybody shut up, just shut up because you know what? It's just becoming unbearable to see on Twitter, Patriots, Twitter saying, Oh, Cam Newton's going to start. Oh, Mac Jones is going to start. Whoever the starter is, the starter is. You, you're in a good position either way. If you have Cam Newton as your starter, you get the veteran in there. I know he had a bad year last year, but even Belichick saying Cam Newton is much more along at this point this year than he was at this point last year. Now, well, obviously no, last year, he wasn't, I know. He wasn't, I was he just about to say. I was just about to say. He had gotten released. Look, and, there, and to that point, there's no question in my mind that Cam Newton will be better off this year than he was last year. Full off-season programs. All this stuff didn't happen last year. Correct. Like OTAs, minicamp, none of it existed. Right. And that's the thing, too. Okay? Like, Cam Newton is more than likely going to be the starter of this football team. I mean, literally, Mike Reese tweeted five hours ago. So, as we're recording, it's about 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, June 15th. And Mike Reese tweeted this. Mike Reese, another verified account, Jared. You like Mike Reese. Good guy. White checkmark. White checkmark. White checkmark. Mac Jones was intercepted, intercepted by Donta Hightower in 11-on-11 drills as he attempted to arc a short touch pass over him and then was intercepted two plays later by Kyle Van Noy after the pass was tipped at the line of scrimmage. So when I hear that – You know I'm what I hear hearing, from that? I hear the Patriots have a really good defense. And I'm hearing from that that the same guy – both guys didn't have great days. Cam Newton threw two interceptions. Mac Jones threw two interceptions. Now, Bill Belichick came out and complimented both guys. Bill said of Cam, like I said a minute ago, Cam's at a much better place now at this point than he was last year at this point. And he's saying about Mac Jones that he's coming in, he's learning quickly, and he's kind of picking things up as he goes along. Those are good signs. You have your present quarterback right now, and you have your future quarterback ready to go whenever his time is called. It could be this year. It could very realistically be next year too. I will say this. The one thing that makes me hopeful first to throw away the, the starting quarterback conversation for a second, the future of Mac Jones is bright. And the one thing that points to that is literally the fact that he's already doing pre-snap reads and understands the Patriots offense. Like he, he, it sounds it like he already kind of understands the Patriots offense pre-snap reads more than Cam Newton does. And that's more because I'm sure it's a very similar offense to Alabama or something, you know, like a lot of it's similar, right? It's, it's a pro style offense. Obviously McDaniels has, has, nuances compared to a, pro, a college offense at Bama, but Bama couldn't have provided any more support than they did to be make him ready for the Patriots offense. Like it's the closest they're going to find in the college game. 
you're seeing Mac Jones make all these reads ahead of time. Now, again, we're not seeing anything, but like we're hearing that he's making a lot of pre-snap recognitions. Um, he, he took a lot more deep shots today and connected. He only had one check down and it was the play. Like that was the decision that was supposed to be made. So he's getting better very quickly. Like he's, he's picking this up very quickly. And so who knows between now and the end of July, how much more is he going to understand? Like you're already, I think him and Mac Jones are almost at the same level understanding this Patriots offense now. And Mac's had it for like two weeks. And that, that's, that's fair. Like that I can give you. The intelligence, we don't know where it's going to be for both these guys. But the thing is, a lot of writers are writing about how Mac Jones is having strong impressions in OTAs and minicamp and everything else. That's great. Let's see what he does when he has actual NFL defenses coming at him in the preseason. Because you know he's going to get a lot of snaps in the preseason. I know it's not the best defenses. I know it's a lot of second and third string defenses you're going to see. He'll Let's get some see. snaps. Like he'll get some one snaps. They got to test him. He's get, Bill's hey. going to play him against the one. Because if it's really is a quarterback battle, like Belichick saying everyone has a chance to play here, which I, I do believe this year of all years, the way Cam played last year, everyone has a chance here. If there's still a battle going on come preseason, which there should be, he's going to see some ones. Because he's going to have to see someone. So Belichick can figure out what's going on. And like Jeff Howe's the one that tweeted out, like, it's still way too early to predict this quarterback battle, but pad of practices in preseason will be paramount. The last week shows me Mac Jones absolutely has a chance to win the job later this summer, which is true. There's yes. no way in hell that anyone can sit on Twitter, Maddie B and all those nuts jobs out there who are telling me that Cam Newton's, God forbid, the starter no matter what. No, it's not. How, how can you draft Mac Jones at 15 and tell me that he doesn't have a chance to start? Which this is the one thing, this is the one thing I'll say to defend you, Jared. When you watch Cam Newton and you watch Mac Jones throw the football, night and day, Cam, uh, sorry, Mac Jones looks so much better throwing the football. And what I'm not saying, yep. that's I'm not the saying, quarterback position. Yep, that's right. how you're supposed to play the game. Yes, you're supposed to throw the ball, but it looks more natural coming off Mac Jones's hand than it does mm-hmm. Cam Newton. Cam Newton, and I've said before, it looks like a shot put. Cam, Mac Jones, it actually looks like an NFL quarterback. Now, that's the only thing I'll give in your defense right there. Having said that, you know, I think it would look really bad, at least for week one, if Cam Newton's not starting week one after taking the beating he did last year, not having the OTAs, not having the mini camp, everything else. The guy deserves to have a shot of at least starting the first game. And I would say a fair amount would be the first four to five weeks. I mean, I totally agree. Like, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, like, probably a month ago now. If Mac Jones has to be like tenfold better to get the job, like he he could be the same, if not a little better than Cam, but if he's not tenfold better, he's not going to start. And I still kind of agree with that, but like the no, the notion that people just think he's automatically not going to have a shot blows my mind. This guy is clearly performing right with Cam, if not better in a lot of areas. Um, And and the biggest thing is, is that throwing the football is what matters in this offense. And he can do that. He can make those pre-read snaps. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but he has that ability to see defenses and read defenses and make the changes he's doing. He's been doing it day one and with Patriots. Like he's, he's, he picks up the offense and he gets it. If, if Mac Jones knows the offense and Cam's still struggling with it, Mac Jones starts week one. Like as long as he has somewhat of ability to be a game manager, I'm not asking Mac Jones to be Peyton Manning here week one coming out of a top pick and be the t- stud or Tom Brady or whatever. Like I just need Mac Jones to be a game manager. I don't think Cam can even be a game manager right now. He can't complete short. He can't complete passes. Yeah, the, the nine for seventeen in practice does look pretty tough. And you just mentioned it to me. It's it's spring. There's nothing in his face. There's no defense. There's there's no pads on. It's literally just him in shorts dancing, tossing the football around. How can you not make a majority of your passes doing that? You have to. 
You have to, if you want to be the Cam Newton, right? How can you tell me that Cam's a bona fide starter and is locked to be the starter when he can't even make the throws in spring with no pads on, no defense in front of him? He's just tossing the ball around with the old pigskin. He just fired it around the field like no, and he's just airmailing freaking Hunter Henry in the end zone. Like what? And it'd be it'd be like if you and I were out there just playing catch and just throwing passes into the other guys running routes. That's exactly what this is. That's what that's what this is. It's just it's the learning phase of picking up the offense and teaching the new guys really what it means. And Mac Jones is doing like they shouldn't be airbelling balls and going nine for 17 in spring. That means you shouldn't be playing. So look, I know camps a month and a half away, but Cam Newton keeps claiming he's, he's been working on his mechanics. I'm going to puke because he's not, there's no way his arm, his motions look exactly the same from last year. It has not improved. And now that we're seeing video evidence of him airmailing guys as bad as he did last year, nothing's changed out. Nothing has changed whatsoever. I'm convinced that Mac Jones needs to be the star of this, this team. Unless for some reason he comes out in the preseason and shows me that he can't handle NFL defense, which I don't believe to be the case because look what he did at Bam. And that he, I'm telling you, it's got to be Mac. Let, let's see what Cam does in, in preseason two. Cause maybe things could be different. That's all I'm going to say. It's one day of practice. It's one day. You know, it'll be nice for Cam and Mac Jones after a long day of practice. I think I know where you're going with, but tell me more, Jared. Ah, man, a nice massage. That's right, Jared. Guess what? Everybody listening, listen up. The Couch Guy Sports Podcast has a brand new sponsor, Jared. Pew, 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 pew. New sponsor. New sponsor. New sponsor. Thank you. The Couch Guy Sports Podcast is brought to you by Exogun. Jared, have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage right after that hard workout? All the time. All the time. When I decide to work. When I decide to work out. Well, guess what, Jared? You can get the massage without even leaving your house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Use Exogun because Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it, whether it's at work, the gym, going on a hiking trail, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, it's adjustable, and it's powerful. And Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in-case recovery. Even use it when you're using percussion therapy. Jared, do you know what percussion therapy is by any chance? Enlighten me, Alan. I do not. Percussion therapy is a type of therapy that boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid concentrating pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Now listen here. This is where the kicker comes in. So everybody, make sure you're listening. You listen to this great podcast. You get 10% off with the code CGS10 at checkout on Exogun's website, exogun.com. This also comes with a charger and a carrying case, so you'll always be having it charged up. You'll always be able to take it no matter where you go. Go get your Exogun today. Treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. And by the way, I just want to show everybody, look at this thing. Like this thing guys, they're great. It's just they're unbelievable. Great. Hit the little power button right here, and it'll turn on. Just like so. And then guess what? You tap it, level one, level two, and it continues oh, to come. Do you hear those sweet vibrations? And imagine, right? Just imagine this. If I need like it on ra- my looks shoulder. Like a ra- looks like a radar gun. Boom. Exactly. Looks like a radar gun. Nice and smooth. Nice and easy. Doesn't it look like a radar gun? It definitely looks like a radar gun. It does a little bit, but shout out to Al. Exo. Exogun's throwing 99 miles per hour. It is. Shout out to Exogun for being our brand new sponsor. For the Couch Guy Sports Podcast, we appreciate Exogun support. CGS 10? CGS 10. CGS 10. Guys. 10% off. They throw, they throw 100 miles per hour. They might. Exo, just, they, they do. Exogun's great. Love them. 
Brand new sponsor. Pew, 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 pew. New sponsor. Pew, pew, new sponsor. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, great. Exogun. All right. What do you want to talk about next, Al? We got a couple more. What do you want to go next? Uh, you know, I feel like let's just get this out of the way. Let's just talk about the Bruins season ending. Injuries, man. Injuries. Injuries. Uh, okay, let me let me ask you. Good Islanders team. Injuries. Yes, let me ask you the casual hockey fan this honest question. Ooh, casual hockey talk. Love it. Do you think the Islanders were the better team in that yes. series? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's parts of me that – I think in game six, they were the better team. But overall, I think the Bruins played better, but they got a lot of bad bounces. Well, they had more stretches of like, I want to say consistent hockey. Doesn't mean you're the better team. You put more, they put more pucks in that. I will say this. There were, a lot of, there were a lot of stretches in some of those games where the Bruins could have put like two, three pucks in the back of the net and didn't. Correct. You know what that is? It's called goaltending. Goaltending. This is, this is true. I, I think... I forget which game it was. It was either game three or game four. I think it was game three. The Pasternak open net miss. Changed the tone. We texted each other. I said, that's going to change the tone. I know. It's an open net like that. It just felt, it felt like everything kind of went downhill. Now, granted, obviously the Bruins won that game in overtime with Brad Marchand's winner in overtime. Yeah, but you gave them life. You would have been up 2-0 after that goal if Pasternak puts that in. They probably don't go to overtime. And then you still win that game with a lot less time on your legs. And I mean, you're st- you were still up two to one in the series, even with that mistake. So great. But then you don't game- go to overtime either. Like my point is like, if you don't, if you put that puck in the back of the net, if you're positive, you probably don't go to overtime in that game. Right, 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 right. And then you're okay, not playing as much hockey. Yeah. It, it's, you know what, this is, it's a shame because now the Tuca haters, AKA on this show, Jared Scally, me, ha- have have something to ride on because you know you take a look at those last couple of games they scored the islanders scored five goals in game five you had to pull tuca in the third period because apparently there was an injury that he had with his groin hurt i'll give him that he's hurt yeah he's he's hurt he's been hurt like i don't know how much longer this core is going to be able to stay together apparently don sweeney came out and said that marshan and bergeron want one more run at the cup i don't blame them but you have to do some certain things. You have to re-sign Taylor Hall. You have to try to re-sign David Krejci because it looks like Krejci could be out the door. Sounds like, by, the, by what I saw earlier today, David Krejci is going to have a sit-down with the team and there's a chance of him. It sounds like sides want to come back together for at least one more year. Um, Taylor Hall wants to be here. They want Taylor Hall here. That, that's happening at some point. It's just a matter of what the number is. Um, Bergeron and Marchand clearly want another run at it. They should, right? Like This team's not as far away as people think because they got lost this year. Like, they had injuries. You missed Carlo, right? Kevin Miller wasn't playing. You missed Chara. I know I know he wasn't on the team, but, like, that was a mistake. But you had injuries to key defensive players. They just need more defensive depth, and they're fine. Because look how good this team was since the deadline. You bring back Riley. You bring back Lazar. You bring back Taylor Hall, and you bring in some defensive depth here. Like, this team is legit. They were one of the best teams in hockey since the deadline, and they just caught some injuries come to playoffs, so they didn't have that defensive membership. Like, they missed Carlo. They miss Kevin Miller. Like, they miss those guys that were the reason why half of them got there. Tuka Rask is an interesting topic because he's a free agent now. He said he doesn't want to play anywhere else. His plan is to play next year. Um, they were talking – someone asked um, Sweeney if, like, Vladar and Swayman were enough to go into next year. I think they meant more as, like, the backup. And he said, no, we're going to have to see if we need some veteran presence. I'm assuming it's going to be behind Rask. Look, I assume Rask is playing next year. Um, do I he's think it's time to move like, on? Yes. He's going to play in like January or February. 
Yeah, because he's not even going to be back in time. He's supposed to. He's going to have like hip surgery, guys. Yeah. Like, so he's I, which, which I'll give all you freaking people who yell at me for being a Tuka hater. I'll give you the fact that he was hurt. Like he had a hip injury. How do you play goal? Why was he playing? Why was he playing game six of that series if he had a hip injury that could lead to him having being out for X amount of months? But I get hockey players are bred different. Blah blah blah. But like, wouldn't have swimming been a better option in that situation? No. Wouldn't you rather have? Yes. No. Tuka was like 60% with a bad yeah, hip. And I'd rather take Tuka at 60% no. than a rookie at 100% with no playoff experience. I'll take Swayman at that point. No, Tuka's no. not as good as you got. No. You take Swayman at that point. The problem is they gave Tuka what he wanted. He said he was fine. He said he could play, and he looked like crap. I'd still no, rather. he's not the reason why you lost that game. He's not at all. Like, he's not the only reason. Am I all for moving on from Tuka? Yes. But – I don't, it's not going to happen because this team wants another run at this. And those core guys, Bergeron, Marchand, Krejci, et cetera, will run right if you get rid of Tuka Rask. And they're not going to. And here's the thing, too. You talked about the defensive help. There's a name out in Vegas that's not going to be there after this Stanley Cup run, and that's Alec Martinez. Alec Martinez is 33 years old. He's coming off a 34-point season, about nine goals, 25 assists. He's a guy that you bring in for a year or two, can help with that core, can help bolster your defense. I think that'd be a great signing for the Bruins to actually do. They need some they defense. To- they, they need to draft more defense too. They, they got screwed up in 2015 for sure. Uh, they almost admitted that today. But for what I know, anyway, um, Dougie Hamilton's a name that's been thrown out there. Um, you Bring know, Carolina's explored, said go for it, explore what you can find. Um, but keep in mind too, guys, Islanders are a good team. They're up 1-0 in Tampa. They beat Tampa, game one. Like they're a good team. And like, and so look, as a casual hockey guy, I can see this team is not as far away as people are thinking. I think it's worth making another run um, because they are a good team and you give them all year with someone with Krejci. If you give Krejci an entire season with Taylor Hall, right? Mm-hmm. And Craig Smith, that's a legit two, two line team. Um, yeah. Taylor Hall disappeared in the playoffs. So did a lot of them. So did a lot of people. But you also – you need to bolster those third and fourth lines too, especially that fourth line. That fourth line in the playoffs was putrid to watch. Yeah, but the thing is, it was putrid in the playoffs, but it wasn't bad all year. Like, I think these guys just weren't prepared. Um, if they go into the season – as almost next season's going to feel like the last run with this core. Like, I feel like they're going to have one more year to go for it, and that's it. This team should have more than one cup. They should already have two. But Krejci's going to sign for one year. I know it. He's going to sign for one more year come back and make one more push at it and see if they can make a deep run. A whole season, normal normal season with fans all year. Um, you get your core back together, get them healthy, and you bring Taylor Hall back for the entire season. Team has a legitimate shot to make a run next year, but they got to fill some holes. Yeah, and by the way, you said two cups. How about three in 2013? If you can hold Chicago off in the last minute, you force a game seven there. And then who knows what happens in that standard? Who knows game? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, this team is... I hate to say this. This group is underachieved. Then I'm gonna say it. Screw it. This this group is underachieved. They've won. It's like the Celtics big three, right? They they won three ban one banner. Probably should have won three. Probably yep. should have been three P because KG got hurt. You can't control injuries. But if KG doesn't get hurt in 09 and Perk doesn't hurt himself in Game Seven, even then they probably should still won Game Seven in LA. That's three. They should have won three titles in a row. The Boston Celtics. Yep. With the with the Pierce group. Um, and now the Bruins, they won 11. Great. They should have won in 13 potentially. They could have won. Uh, they should have definitely won against the Blues. That's three. Um, so you can say two out of three, and then probably should have gone to one more, but just underachieved. Like, this group has underachieved. Um, and you know what, for all us Tuka haters, keep going. Because you know what? The only reason why you, t- you won 2011, Tim Thomas. He had the run of his life. It, it was Run of his life. 
So you need Catherine Tuca to win the cup. Here, here, here's my four moves to actually contend oh, for God. next year from the casual hockey fan. They're very easy moves. Number one, re-sign Taylor Hall. Easy, which will probably happen. Number two, re-sign David Krejci. Probably will happen. Hopefully will happen. Like Number one year deal. Probably will happen. Number three, sign Alec Martinez away from, from Vegas once the playoff runs over. He's, he's older. He's experienced. He's obviously been on playoff teams, coming off a good year, bolsters your defense, probably – Maybe maybe a first-line defenseman. Maybe it knocks Grizzly down to the second line, or he yep. could be a part of the second-line defense. Ooh, him, and Charlie Co- him, and, uh, him and Charlie McAvoy would be fun to play together. Absolutely. And then finally, go look at a goaltender, because obviously Tuka's going to be out for half the year. Unless you're that confident in Jeremy Swayman and Dan Vlad... Vlad- how do you say that? Vladdy Daddy. Vladdy Daddy. Okay. Darth, Vla- so, Darth Vladder. So, so Sway and Vladdy Daddy, if you're content with those for the first couple months then you don't have to get a goalie. But if you're not feeling that great about it, then go out and get a veteran goalie. Just go out and get somebody. There, there's the kid from, uh, I think from Philly, that's going to be a free agent, like Philip Grab or something like that. Yeah, there's He's options. I, I'm all for just like, I, I don't know if Ledar is the guy. I think Sway, you ride with Swayman in a vet um, and wait till two, and then figure it out when two comes back. And, and and that's pro- and then if the if if Swayman's playing great, then you cut the vet. If the vet's playing better, then you just send Swayman down and you play the vet. Like it's just it's gonna be a see what happens type situation. But oh man, we need a championship. Oh, be I'm sick of losing. I know that sounds spoiled, but losing's not sick fun. Of, losing's not fun. Right? The best the the chances the best team right now to have a chance to win a championship. Red Sox. 40 win team so far. Boston Red Sox. Yeah, we're almost halfway to our number already. And it's June. Yes. I might pop champagne on this show when the uh, Red Sox get over 81 wins. I'll join you. I pop champagne in my, in my office. I'll join you. It's a little messy. Yeah, little that, that would be great. But anything else big we want to talk about? No. Guys, shout out to our sponsors, Manscaped. Exogun. Friends of the show. Coach Guy 20, CGS 10 on, on uh, Exogun, the new sponsor. I think that's it. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we'll have some bigger stories to talk about. But in the meantime, go use those promo codes and check out couchguysports.com while you're at it. Twitch, YouTube, us on iTunes, Spotify. This has been episode 211. Like my Thor. I got Thor golf balls. Hey, that's pretty cool. I was on, I was in his wedding gift. I was the best man at a wedding this past weekend. This is my wedding gift. Very cool. Big, big Marvel nerd. <laughs> Couch Guy Sports Podcast. 211. Al, Jared, we'll be back next week. Al, it was fun. We'll, uh, Always is. We'll do it again. And if you, and if you haven't already, tune into this past week into the triangle. I was not there. Al held it down with Zach. And we'll, uh, we'll record a new one this week as well. So stay tuned. And uh, hey, go Red Sox. Bye. Oh, wait. Shit.